Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon. Simply look for We Are Huntu or click the link in the description. Ghost Maps Entry 81 Marceling, Singapore You might have seen Tom in a number of locations along Orchard Road over the years. Chances are, however, that you probably heard him first. A lot of the time, when I'm busking, people try to avoid eye contact. He says, with an easy smile. But when someone drops a couple of bucks into my guitar case and I sing a thank you to them, you can see everyone else around us light up. That positivity from Tom isn't just part of his act. We're having dinner at Newton, and so far... At least three store owners have greeted him like their old friends. I asked him whether he wanted to be a busker since he was a kid, and he laughs. I wanted to do what my dad did back then, sell insurance, he says. Tom explains that like a lot of kids in his generation, rigid stability was expected of him. So much so, that after a while, mundanity actually started to hold some appeal. There's comfort in having a path set ahead for you, you know? Just day in, day out, with almost no uncertainty, he says. That was the mentality he had when he entered national service in the year 2000. After all, following orders as part and parcel of NS, so it seemed like a natural fit for him. And for a while, that's what it was. The best time of his life up to that point. Three square meals, exercise, camaraderie, was not to like, he says with a smirk. But all that changed during one particular outfield exercise in the jungles of Marceling. As our dinner arrives, motabak for Tom, satay for myself. I switch my recorder on and ask him to start from the beginning. The exercise began the same way as it always did, with a whole lot of physical work for Tom and his platoon mates in the middle of the night. We had to dig shell scrapes, which was already a pain in the ass, even for the most gung-ho soldier, Tom says, rolling his eyes as he mimed an exaggerated digging motion. 
and after that, we set up claymores and comlines too. By the time they were done, everyone was drenched in sweat, despite that ungodly hour's cool air. What followed, however, was an equally familiar part of many exercises. Hours of waiting. We never asked what exactly we were waiting for, Tom says. Even if we were curious, which we weren't, it's not like questioning orders was tolerated in NS, right? Despite how mind-numbingly boring it could get, though, this was still a welcome respite for the men. Some of them took smoke break after smoke break. Others just sat around and chatted with each other about everything from future study plans to current girlfriends. Some of them, Tom tells me, with another knowing smirk, would even share ghost stories. Tom, however, was just taking a breather in the mud. I was too damn tired to move, he says, chuckling. As gross as his chosen resting spot was, however, Tom soon found himself getting really comfortable. In fact, he was actually starting to doze off until he heard what he thought was his platoon sergeant mumble something nearby. Tom sat back up immediately and said, Sorry, sergeant, what was that? He looked around, but couldn't see his superior anywhere. Off in the distance, his platoon mates continued on with whatever they were doing, so Tom assumed his sergeant was addressing him specifically. Again, he heard the voice, but this time more clearly. Follow me. It seemed to be coming from a particularly dark corner of the jungle, where the trees' canopies seemed to block out the moonlight completely. Tom didn't afford himself the time to think about how strange this all was. Orders are orders, right? He says, with a shrug. Quickly, he packed his gear and headed towards the voice. He was about to enter the lightless area when he heard his sergeant call out to him again from the opposite direction. Where are you going? His sergeant yelled. Tom paused for a moment. He wanted to respond right away, but he was also trying to figure out what had just happened. Hey! His sergeant yelled again, snapping Tom out of his confusion. Tom jogged over to his superior and after getting reprimanded a little, explained what had just happened. His sergeant's expression went from annoyance to concern. 
quietly, he instructed Tom to wait at the command point, which is at the center of his platoon's area. But not before he added in a hesitant whisper, Don't, don't tell anyone else what happened, okay? Two hours passed and nothing else seemed to happen. Even though Tom was certainly shaken by what he had experienced earlier, after a while, he began to relax again. I think it helped that instead of sitting off in one corner by myself, I was now surrounded by everyone else. He says. Soon, the platoon sergeant ordered everyone to pack up and get ready to move to the next area of the exercise. Shell scrapes were filled up, claymores were removed, comms wires were rolled up, and the platoon's telej was packed up too. The telej is basically a field phone that works kind of like a landline, but it requires batteries to work. Tom explains. He also tells me that the telej has a very distinct ring. It sounds like crickets chirping, he says. Within minutes, the men were gathered at the command point, ready to move out. But then, someone heard something. Tom doesn't know who picked up on the sound first. But he realized that there was a nervous energy radiating throughout the platoon when the sergeant stopped giving orders and asked what had everyone all jumpy. Sergeant, one of the men said weakly, the telejay. And that's when everyone heard it. The sound of crickets emanating from the telejay's bag. At first, the sergeant was furious. I tell you how many times when you pack the telej, you take out the batteries. But then, another one of the men wordlessly raised his arm up. Tom, the sergeant, and everyone else looked at him. He was clutching the telej's batteries. The platoon, the sergeant, no one knew what to do at first. The phone just kept ringing. The chirping of crickets was seemingly the only sound in the jungle that night. I think we all hoped that this was just one collective hallucination, Tom says, or that it'd just stop after a while. Eventually, the sergeant stepped forward and removed the telej from its bag. Despite that nervous energy practically permeating the air, everyone moved in closer. As it continued ringing, the sergeant flipped the field telephone over just to double-check. And sure enough, no batteries. The ringing seemed to grow louder. The sergeant looked 
directly at Tom. He was scared, man. Tom says, his voice dropping down to a whisper. I kept waiting for him to tell us what to do, but he was just so scared. Finally, surprising everyone, including himself, Tom stepped forward and answered the phone. Uh, hello? Hello? Came a response. At first, it sounded like the voice Tom heard earlier, like his platoon sergeant. But then it repeated its greeting. Hello? This time, it sounded like a woman. Her sweet tones sending a chill throughout the platoon. In Malay, the woman continued. Budak-budak, buat apa kat sini? What are you boys doing here? No one knew what to do. Tom wanted to respond, but fear kept him silent. The woman then asked, Anak dah makan? Have you boys eaten yet? Tom was about ready to hang up the phone when the woman started crying. It wasn't a loud wail, just a sob. But somehow, mixed in with that sadness of her cries, Tom could hear malice. Saya tak salah. Ayy mati. It wasn't my fault the baby died. Tom hung up the phone immediately. At the same time, his sergeant finally snapped out of his stupor. Bury the telegi. The sergeant ordered, shakily at first, then in a panic. Bury it now and let's go. The men did as they were told and march out of the area as quickly as they could. If anyone had a problem with the missing telegi, our platoon never heard about it. Tom tells me. No one else in the platoon seemed to want to talk about the incident either. In fact, Tom was ready to convince himself that he somehow dreamed or imagined the whole thing. Except, one day, weeks after the exercise, the sergeant came up to him and said, almost in a whisper, Thank you, uh, for what you did. I think that's what changed it for me, Tom says. Not the incident itself, but this moment. This one gesture that showed me that if the people I answered to could lose control in a heartbeat, then where was the safety in following a set path? <laughs> 
At first, I think he sounds somber. But as another stall owner comes up to say hi, and Tom gives him that wide, pleasant smile of his, I realize that he actually sounds relieved. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also be one of our supporters on Patreon. Look for We Are Hantu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps is a Hantu production created by Kyle Ong and Wayne Ray with art direction by Jolene Lim and recorded on Audio-Technica Mics.